0: We obey his word. Then we walk in. And we walk in the love.
1: friends hopefully everybody had a decent weekend uh i had a fantastic weekend how can it not be a fantastic weekend with uh, a fantastic time of prayer with believers from all over the state uh on friday night and then some evangelism training and making new friends on saturday morning and then what i think was a phenomenal worship service yesterday and uh and then just a very, very, very busy weekend on Sunday, uh, we have all of our puppies that are spoken for, and their families are coming to meet the puppies, so all the pictures of people holding their little puppies that they'll be taking home in four or five weeks yet and uh, so that was a lot of fun over the weekend and uh, Wendy and I are, are scoping out, preparing for a move and uh uh, so lots of talk and consideration, planning and whatnot going into that, and uh, pretty excited about that. Schools coming up here real fast. Uh, preparing, if you kind of notice behind me here in the background, the stack of books uh, behind me, trying to get ready for two classes I'm teaching, and as well as uh, uh, recruiting people who would maybe would like to be. Uh, uh, financial sponsors, contributors to our school in New here in New England. Just all kinds of networking stuff going on. God is at work and it's exciting uh to be to be a part of that. Somebody's, you know, asked me, Well, you know, what what do you do for hobbies? I, I do like to hike, but friends, I love what I do. And uh, uh it isn't a it isn't a job. Sometimes it's weighty, sometimes it is heavy. Um the burdens or, you know, expectations or so on or so forth. But, but by and large, I love what I do. And, um, and I do teach, preach, uh, administrate and uh, uh, network with people uh, all over the state. In fact, uh, more and more globally. So I just, I love what I do. Uh, And then I volunteer as an administrator for a, uh, a support group for the Ranger School, Army Ranger School, and uh, that that takes a little bit of time each day. So I just I love what I do. I hope I hope you love what you do too. And uh, for whatever God has called you to, I just hope that you love it. I hope that you excel at it. You know, too many so many people uh, just kind of endure life. Well, what do we need to do to be able to enjoy life? And uh, To enjoy what we do, some of it is is getting into the right niche and uh, making sure you're in the right spot and whatnot. So I I just you know find that niche for you, you know, and and ask yourself what do you need to do for flourishing in your own life um, that you would just flourish. That's that's the prayer. That's the goal. Uh, that you would flourish in life and flourish in your service to Christ and flourish in your livelihood. Uh, I deal with some of you uh, on the business side of things, and you guys, some of you just, you flourish. You're so very, very, very good at what you do. Keep it up. And, uh, you know, some are Getting near the age of retirement, some of my friends, and, and you know, even in retirement to say, how can I serve the Lord and to uh, allow yourself to be used in service to the Lord? And there's all kinds of ways to be serving the Lord. You don't have to do what I do. Um, some of you are in a place, I want to just throw something out there. Uh, I want to throw out the idea of retirement. I want to throw out the idea of uh, of end-of-life planning. Why? Well, you know, bequeathments. Uh, I don't know if that is a word, but now it is because Dr. J called it a word. And uh, But the idea of, you know, what have you done in terms of planning, uh, in terms of your your estate planning uh, and, and passing it to your kids or saying what ministry would I want to support? What ministry would I want to want that type of inheritance or some of that to go to? And that, that is not an uncommon thing, but some people never think about that. And, uh, you know, we have a church, we have younger people, but we also have a fair amount of older people too. And just to, to get that plan in place, I want to encourage that. And you might be a person that that could be an area where you could help people plan, uh, that type of thing. And, uh, So, I just throw that out there. Is that an area where God would use you to sit with with people and help them with some estate planning and things like that 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 maybe would benefit the kingdom? You know, I want to take you to a verse um, this morning, and and I am not as focused. And just a reminder, I will not be on tomorrow morning uh, because I'm going to be in Boston tomorrow morning, and uh, so I will not be here. I'm going to take you to a passage in Matthew chapter 6. And. I would hope that, that what I'm going to share with you would would be a, a truth in your own life. So let me get it here up on the screen so you can see it, Matthew chapter 6. Uh, and, and we do note, I do note the prayer request, and I do say hi to everybody. I didn't get to say hi to yet this morning. And uh, uh, like Michael and Tom, great having you here. Uh, my uh, missy is here. Uh, Jane, uh, good morning, uh, all of you. Just glad you're here. Uh, I see uh, Don is giving greetings in the comments there. Uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eyes, the lamp of the body, if your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light, and if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then light the light within you is dark, uh, how great is that darkness? I mean it's kind of interesting a few verses that, that are kind of in the middle of this, but I, I want to focus on uh kind of the book ends of this. It says, uh, "No one can serve two masters; either he will hate the one and love the other, or he'll be devoted to the one and despise the other." You cannot serve both God and money. Just what it's being said there. But I, I want, I, I want to look at particularly verse twenty and twenty-one. Tr- uh, Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. I mean, what do we do for eternity? Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Uh, That old quote, it's not a Bible verse, just in case you're wondering, but it is a great quote. Store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, that more and more and more of us treasure Jesus, that more and more and more of us treasure the things of the kingdom that more and more and more of us treasure the, the the spread of the gospel, that more and more and more of us treasure seeing someone grow in their faith, that more and more and more of us treasure seeing people uh, worshiping God, that, that more and more and more of us treasure seeing people bow down before the Lord. I'm waiting for that. That is not something I've seen a, a mass... Um, uh, expression of here in our church. Uh, a few times I've called for some type of response uh, over the years, my 12 years, almost 12 years here, and I've seen a few times where, but but not a prayer response where we get down and it's, it's come up to the front and rally the troops and yay, and but to come and pray. And so I I pray for that, that we would treasure that type of prayerfulness, that we would treasure so many things. And, and just... The passage again, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also now it's not it's not wrong to treasure our families by any stretch of the imagination we We should treasure our family, uh, but even more than treasuring our family to treasure the kingdom, to treasure Jesus, to treasure our relationship with God, I mean we are told in the Old Testament that we are to Love the Lord our God when it is convenient, right? Uh, we are told in the Old Testament to uh, uh, treasure the Lord our God uh, at a weekend worship service. If you're Jewish, maybe that would be on a, a Shabbat uh, uh, or another uh, Jewish holiday. Uh, if you're Christian, maybe it's the Lord's Day on Sunday. So, you know, uh, to love the Lord our God on the weekends, right? Isn't that what it says? Um how about to love the Lord our God when we're around other Christians mm, say that what does it say we are to love the Lord our God all the time with all our heart with all our soul with all our mind all our strength now and that is a tall order that's a tough thing to do because we have so many other things that we're giving our attention to you know um for for us in in, in our circumstance right now I mean i I've just already noted a bunch of the things i'm focused on right? writing new courses and and uh you know networking with people and uh kitchen design and picking out flooring and figuring out paints and uh figuring out where furniture will go and figuring out how to build dog fences and all all kinds of things like that are are kind of consuming right now um but in the midst of it friends in the midst of it in the midst if we can learn to love god in the midst of it i mean that, that that's the reality god didn't expect us just to go sit in the pew in the church and sit there you know all week long and just go god i want to love you he the the expectation is that as we go about life that we learn how to go about life loving god that we love god in our uh, in our business that we love god in our breakfast that we love god in our Shopping that we love God in uh, our our marital relationships, our familial relationships that we love God while we cut the grass that we love God yada 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 and on and on and on it goes that we just simply learn how to love God all the time and uh, so I, I want to encourage you in your love for God today. I mean, some of you will will see that you live in places where you will see. Absolutely incredible sunrises. Uh, some of you take pictures out across the bay. A couple of you that live in certain places in, in the Belfast main area, that sometimes I'll see pictures that you will post. And it's wonderful. Praise God in the morning time. Praise God in the sunrise. Praise God in the sunset. Uh, praise God when you have your breakfast this morning. Praise God when you have your lunch today. Uh, but learning to to live a life of worship and a life of praise. We're to give thanks all the time. To love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our strength. This uh, uh, ministry initiative thing that's rolling around in my heart and mind and brain. Um, I mean, the, the very first thing that that uh, if, if I do go the direction of uh, establishing a, a new 501c3 to support church ministries... Uh, the very first thing is the love of God, because that is the first thing. That is the highest priority. That that is that is what we are called to do. And if if we assume the love of God and, and get into all these other things that that we can get into, all of a sudden we find ourselves not loving God. So we we, we need to keep the love of God, the love for God, as the highest priority. Uh, and, and again, that comes back to this verse about the treasure, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So just to ask ourselves, I mean, what what do we treasure? What do you treasure? what What is the, the priority? Now, what are things that we need to do? I'm going to stop here. I'm going to pray for this man named Kip, realizing that other people listen to the uh, the broadcast later in the day but during the live portion there are prayer requests that come and uh, so we do want to pray for this man named Kip who will be having shoulder surgery show that five times quickly shoulder surgery he's having sho- shoulder surgery that that is tricky to say is it not i challenge you to say it five times quickly just those two words But, Lord, we do want to pray for Kip this morning as he prepares for his surgery, I think, on Wednesday. We pray that you would minister to him, give him peace. May this shoulder surgery have the intended effect of strengthening him and fortifying him. Here's an outdoor kind of guy that works in the out of doors, and uh, works with his hands, so we pray that he'll be strengthened so that he can return to the work that he loves. We lift him to you, we lift Nell to you as they uh, walk this road, minister to them, we pray in the name of Jesus, amen. Well, I, I don't know that there were other prayer requests that I saw in the, uh, and you can put them there if you're listening live, uh, please, prayer requests, we'd love to see the prayer requests, we love to stop. And to pray, now I, I asked the question about what do we have to do, uh, what are some things that we can do to help us be prepared? I don't remember even what I named this uh, broadcast this morning. I I don't remember um, what I... Uh, And it really doesn't matter. What does matter is the fact that uh, we're thinking about what's it take for us to to love God, to walk with God. What does a disciple need to know? Oh, um, well, thanks, Don. How do disciples prepare for the work of the harvest? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank um, you. The very first thing was loving God. I mean, that's how we prepare. I mean, we, we, Jesus, and, and you know, because those of you that traveled with me over time, you know that we've already talked about so many times abiding in Christ, staying in Christ, staying in relationship with Christ, living with Christ in that kind of a way. And uh, that's first thing, loving God, abiding with God, being with God. I mean, so many times we make it about the work, we need to make it about the relationship, but just knowing God and I was thinking about that yesterday i was uh went down to daersca my wife bought a a um uh, propane fireplace big thing nice beautiful piece uh that as a secondary a secondary heat source for our our new home and um uh, uh something that we'll install and uh On the way back, I hadn't had breakfast. I hadn't had lunch. It was now almost 4 o'clock, I think, roughly. And I was in Damariscotta, and I came across this rising tide co-op. And I thought, aha, I'll go in there uh, and uh, and get me some lunch. Now, I'm talking about this, and... uh, I have no reason why I went down that road. I I just the the, what, the thought went out out of my mind just as quickly as it came in. I I got thinking about what I had for lunch and and uh, folks, this is live. This is live. What we're doing here. Anyway, I went down to Damerscada and I was just thinking on the way back about loving God in in the midst of that drive and and loving God in the midst of you know meeting this person that I met picking up this piece of. A uh, piece of furniture, and uh, but preparing. How, how do we prepare ourselves? I'm going to abide with God. I'm going to live with God. I, I I know what I was thinking. Okay, back to it now. This happens sometimes, folks. This is live. Okay, it's not it's not pre recorded. It's not edited. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm laughing at myself. I I was thinking about how peaceful those. Uh, Sometimes people come across, and I was thinking about some people who aren't Christians who seem to really be at peace. I, I drove past these couple of ladies uh, on my way down there. And they're sitting out by the road, and they're selling whatever they were selling, and I could see them, the hat, and sitting there, and just so peaceful, just so calm, and it might be a false peace. It'll be a peace that if they don't know Christ, that when they stand before God, all that peace is going to go away but i was thinking about how we as christians ought to be people who have peace do we have the peace of god in our lives uh, do do we have an overwhelming sense of peace do we do we emanate the peace of god uh, that flows in our lives flows through our lives i mean is is that is that a reality in your life in my life i know sometimes i'm so keyed up and so i got to get where i'm going or i've got to get done what i got to get done and and that was Oh, Saturday night we had our couple of our kids, and we were just talking about you know this, this house thing and you know my wife kept saying, "Well, I'd like to do this, I'd like to do this, I'd like to do this and I just said, "Why don't we just build a new house and um uh which was kind of a negative i I lost the peace, you know, and it, it kind of diminishes her joy a little bit to to say something like that um but to say, God, I want to I have that peace. I, I don't want to be a, a person that is all negatively keyed up. Have I mean, you ever been around that person that's just they're so calm, so peaceful? And sometimes they're not Christians. It's like, so we living in God, God living in us, Christ living in us, why do we not come to the place if Christ is living in us that we have the peace? We have the peace of God that goes beyond all understanding in, in life. And and why do we sometimes not have that? And I, I think sometimes the reason we don't have that is, is maybe we're we're out of kilter with God, out of kilter in our relationship. And, you know, we're sitting on the throne way more than he's sitting on the throne and, you know, how we need to, to allow him to sit on the throne of our lives and to dictate and to call the shots of our lives and, and all those things. So, the peace of God among us, the peace of God upon us, to, to learn what it means. What does it mean to live in God? What does it mean to live in Christ? Now, uh, there are people of uh, other religious persuasions that will tell you, well, to live in God means to be at peace with yourself and, and into yourself you know, you're centered in yourself, and, and, and I reject that. I want to suggest to you it's being centered in Christ and saying, what does Christ treasure, and do I treasure what he treasures? Do I love what he loves? Now, the title's supposed to be, How Do Disciples Prepare for the Work of the Harvest? I, the very first way we prepare is by living in Christ ourselves, living in Christ so we have the love of God, living in Christ so we have the peace of God yesterday morning i shared this illustration uh, yesterday during the the, the uh, service i was standing back by our media booth and, and thinking about all the little uh 101 different details that that take place on a sunday morning probably more than 101 at least 103 uh and it you know little things that come at me different angles and i have to remember all these different details and uh, um thinking uh, I could get keyed up, I could get worked up over X, Y, or Z, uh, and standing back there going, but I don't want to be keyed up. I don't want to be worked up. I don't want to have an edge. I want to have the love of Jesus on my life. And for us to think about having love of Jesus, not just for my own personal benefit that that I have the love of Jesus uh, on my life, but for the benefit of everybody around me, believer, non-believer, doesn't matter. That that do people see Christ in my eyes? Do 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 people uh sense Christ in my emotions and, and all these things? So I the starting point, preparing for the harvest is make sure you're living in Christ yourself. That that's point one. Along with that, I mean to treasure the things of the kingdom. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And uh, I mean that th- this verse even speaks to um, what we do with our money. at a meeting yesterday uh, following our church service, and you know, the utility expenses have doubled, and uh, you know, so that that adds something considerable. And you know, how do we take care of this? Well, the first thing is if Christians, if Christians uh, allow their their treasure to be the things of God, uh, and, and we find joy in giving. Um, and for thirty five years of ministry, this has always been the case to see God's people giving for in gladness uh, for the work of the kingdom and um, there's always been ample. Now it doesn't mean that there aren't times where things get tight, but God has always provided and and when god's people treasure the things of the kingdom, there are more than ample resources for the kingdom. So to treasure the kingdom and uh, uh, treasure it in in our attitudes, to treasure it in our finances, to treasure it in our work, uh, to treasure it in in the ways that we find to serve the Lord. To treasure that—that's number one. Okay, just kind of living in God. Uh, Let me give you another one Uh, from Psalm chapter 1. I shared this with a young man last week. I may have shared this with you again. I I can be repetitive. Right now, I'm a little bit of a free fall of uh, what what we're doing because we're not in a book of the Bible. But Psalm chapter 1 says this. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers. Now, let me... Let me just uh, highlight for you the progression here, or maybe I should say the regression here. Blessed is the man who does not walk. So this person is moving. Okay, this person is walking. They're moving. They're 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 in in the process and in the progress of life. They're they're going about things. So he does not walk in the counsel of the wicked to stop and go. Now, what would the wicked tell me? You know, and and. Uh, what would the wicked suggest that I ought to do? So they don't walk in the council of the wicked. <clears throat> or notice what it says. What's the next thing? Walk, stand. Now now they have stopped movement. They were walking along. Now they just kind of stopped to go, hmm, I need to think more about this. And we might not look at it as the way of sinners. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Robert Kawasaki, That 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 isn't right.
0: Uh, um uh yeah
1: Kiyosaki that's the guy's name Robert Kiyosaki Rich Dad uh Rich Dad Poor Dad is the book uh he's he's a guy involved in uh real estate but his take on things is this his take is uh live with debt, live with lots of debt, really don't own anything and you know get more and more debt uh so that you know you have more and more perceived wealth uh and um you know supposedly has a net wealth of a hundred million dollars, but if you listen to him, it's all about debt I don't own anything that way I don't have to you know pay the uh, certain types of taxes on things because I have all this bank funding that that is there to fund everything that I do. And you, you could go look him up yourself. Robert Kiyosaki is his name. You put him side by side with um, Financial Peace University, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey's trying to draw from biblical principles. So the idea I'm getting at is this, uh, to walk in the council of the wicked, stand the way of sinners, sit in the seat of mockers. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki just seems to throw everything, every biblical principle out the window. Now, some people will follow this. Some people will do this. And, you know, it can be enticing to think about going down this road of, of that type of uh, constant debt. Now, I talked to a man the other day uh, who is a businessman and building buildings and whatnot, and he says, I don't have any debt, zero, none. I'm paying for everything that we're doing, and uh, that's pretty amazing, and he's trying to follow God's principles. So back into this verse, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked or stand the way of sinners or sit in the seat of mockers, notice, does not walk, uh, does not stand, does not sit, notice he's gone from walking to, now he's paused, and now he's sitting, pulled right up to the seat of the mockers, those who mock the Lord, and this Robert Kiyosaki would be one of those guys. I think uh, I'd have to talk to him. I would probably never have audience with him, but but would he be one of those who is the mocker? Blessed is a man who does not do these things. So to be blessed, don't do those things, and we go, well, I, I don't do those things. But then verse 2 gets into the butt. Too often... In Christianity, it's like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, and we miss out the life of Christianity because we get so bound up, so caught up in don't do this and don't do that 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 we miss the second part. Notice what it says in verse 2. But his, her delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Now, I used to look at this and go, I, I didn't even see the word delight there. I, I, I mean, I saw the word, I read the word, but I always, in my mind, even though I'm reading the word delight, I'm thinking devotions. Okay, this person has devotions daily. They're, they're so good and so consistent having devotions. But the word here isn't devotion. The word here is delight but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And friend, if, if, if that isn't the place that you live and if it's not the place where I live, we just pray and say, God, help me to delight in your word. Delight, the idea of find joy, the idea of find sustenance, the idea of finding life and purpose and direction and, and to, 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 to delight in the law of the Lord. Blessed is the man, if you take out verse one and, and go, blessed is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. I mean, you you could read it that way. Right? So often we, we only look at verse one, well, you need to stay away from the sinners and the, the counsel of the wicked and the seed of the mockers. That's only half the equation, folks. The other half of the equation is his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree. This is not rocket science. It is tough to get to this point. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us be people who delight in the Word of God. Lord, help me to be in that place where I, just, I, I delight in what I'm learning and delight in. When I was a young Christian, And I was listening to Charles Swindoll. I was listening to Chuck Smith. I was listening to, well, back in those days, Jerry Falwell was on TV. Jimmy Swaggart was on TV in the mornings. And, uh, you know, uh, on Sunday mornings, so when I would come in from the barn chores, the TV would come on, and at least my parents would let me have the TV on and watch the old-time gospel hour coming from Thomas Road, Baptist church. Uh, and I could then watch Jimmy Swaggart. My mom liked the piano stuff and the way he played and whatnot. Um, and non-Sundays, I would come in from the barn and get out the Bible and read the scriptures. And, and uh, lunchtime, I'd come in, especially when I was at home or summertime, and come in and open up my Bible during lunchtime. Where does that go? why do we lose that why do we lose that sense of delight in the things of god because our enemy and the world the world the flesh and the devil all press in upon us in such a way that that we begin to lose our delight in the law of the lord that's what happens it dissipates, it diminishes, but that we would be people who delight in the law of the Lord. Now let me finish out this verse, and I probably need to quit for this morning. Uh, notice what it says: He or she, the person who delights in the law of the Lord, is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers, that when we become these people who delight in God's word, delight so as that we enjoy it, but also delight so much that we live it, then we will be people like the tree planted by the streams of water, Uh, we will yield fruit in in, in the proper season, uh, and, and all these things. Our leaf will not wither. What we do will prosper. Well, how, do, how does the Christian begin to prepare for the harvest? Well, the first thing is we, just, we need to live with God. We need to be with God. We need to live in God. We need to uh, remain in him, abide in him, and push everything else aside. Now, one person comments this in the comments, and uh, I'll, I'll read this uh, to you. Uh, they say, uh, the world is waiting to see the love of God in and on and flowing from Christians. And the prayer is, Father, help us to change. And, and I agree with that, uh, absolutely. But that is what the world needs to see, is Christ alive in us. Well, friends, I'm going to stop there today, uh, get you off into your day. Uh, I just want to encourage you. I mean, it might be a time where where you read through Psalm one a few times here this morning, or you might read through John 15 a few times this morning before you get off into your day as I stop blathering on here and uh, that you just spend a little bit of time with Jesus apart from my voice and uh, be encouraged, be blessed in him. Lord, help us, help us to live with you. Help us to walk with you. Help us to live in you today. Uh, Help us to grow in our awareness. Help us to grow in our uh, love. Help us to grow in you. May the world see Jesus in us today. In Christ's name, amen. Well, Friends, that's it for today. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone.